When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You know what the worst kept secret the Bucks have ever had came to play and came to the light on Saturday night about the third quarter? When Jason Light told Chris Myers and Rondy Barber, lots of wow, Chris Myers, uh, that Ryan Jensen, the center who had three torn knee ligaments and some cartilage damage over a year ago on the second day of training camp with Tom Brady, then came back and played in the Jets, or I'm sorry, the Dallas Cowboys wildcard game, didn't play well, but played, that he was going on IR. That he is done for the season, and quite possibly, they didn't say this, but I will, could be his career. I mean, this could be a career-ending injury. And they announced it during the telecast. I can only assume that's because WFLA and Channel 8 are the, are the partners, um, and they pay the rights fees for the, for the preseason, I suppose. So why not, why not give it to the people that are paying you? It was damn inconvenient for everybody else. But here's the part that really bugged me, Steve, was after the game, Tristan Wirfs, who's incapable of lying, I'm convinced, uh, says to us, oh, yeah, we were told that two weeks ago. Uh, Wait, what? 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 Wait, what? Because I succinctly remember everybody, and I mean everybody, asking Todd Bowles and anybody else that was available, what up with Ryan Jensen? And all we were told... Status quo, which was status no, because he wasn't out there. The last two weeks, the man has not even participated in individual drills. Really, he only had like three days where he did anything at all, and it was very little in terms of indie work. And then he was gone. Then he was just not not around, man, like not there. He'd stroll out late in practice with his hoodie and all this stuff. No intentions. And so, you know what? Tristan is right. Tristan is right. They were told two weeks ago. And for some reason, as we got closer to cutdown day, which is Tuesday, they decided, hey, let's let's go ahead and, you know, announce this on the telecast. <laughs> so they did. And uh, listen, I'm not the most important person in the world, but when you're trying to write a running game story and then you're, and then you're told that Ryan Jensen's going on IR, now you got two problems. But... We talked to Jensen after the game, and you know what? It's sad. I hate this about football. Steve, this is the part about this sport, unlike so many sports, is that you know you are one play, right? And in this case, a what was supposed to be a really kind of a non-contact, no-padded practice, five plays before the end of it, you know, where Logan Hall was sort of pushed by Ryan Stenney into the knee of Ryan Jensen, and that's it. Call it probably a career. I hate that about this sport. Um, but he's getting a pretty good parting gift, and I'm sure he'd rather play for it than not. Fortunately for Ryan Jensen, he's going to get paid his $26 million or so for playing one wild card playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys. 
because that money this year, the $13 million or whatever, is guaranteed. And there's a huge cap number next season, even though he won't presumably be playing. And just talking to him after the game, I mean, it sounds as if he insists that at least the ligaments are fine, that he has this other problem um, sort of with the cartilage. Uh, and he says there's some deterioration, which did not sound good. It sounded kind of ominous. Maintains he's going to continue to try to play. But let's be honest. This guy has been out there one game. And again, I don't think the tape's very good. They, they got beat up pretty badly. But one game in two years, and now it's going to be another year, you would think, before he's able to do anything again. And he hasn't decided, like he didn't say, I'm going to have surgery now or I'm not. He He maintains that the ligaments are fine. Um, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's that's what he says. He tore his MCL, his PCL, and had a partial tear in his uh, ACL, and and yet, you know, he's like, no, it's it's really not that. Um, tried to go, leg felt bad, then he was in pain, and tried to shut it down, and just nothing was going to work, and so. He's on IR as they begin their cutdowns. They got to beat a fifty-three players uh, by Tuesday at four p.m. And you know, it's it's a shame because I like Ryan Jensen and I like what he brought to the team. And they're going to miss him. He's going to stick around and coach. But this thing has been—is this not been one of the weirdest sort of injury type things you've heard of in football, especially with the treatment that he sought? Well, I I think it's. I think you have to look back at what last season was. Yeah. And true. it was, I I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe Ryan Jensen just said, I don't want surgery, period. Whatever it takes, I don't want surgery. But, you know, it sure looks like from the outside it was, I got a shot at a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get back to help in any way I can because I want a piece of that. Because you don't know how many times that's right? going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it happened two years prior, and you won it. Mm-hmm. The year before, you got knocked out uh, in the division round. Yeah, by the Rams, and you got a third. You didn't know you were going to get a third shot at it because Tom Brady had retired. That's right. And then announced he was coming back right before free agency. Mm-hmm. And so you were presumably set to go sign somewhere else. Tom Brady came back. You signed here. That's right. You know, you got your free agent contract real quickly after when free agency started, when it looked. Like you were going to go elsewhere because Tom Brady wasn't here. I think he was going to Cincinnati, the same place that Alex Kappa went, mm-hmm. is where I think he was going. Yeah. And so you signed here, and so you get hurt the second day of camp, but there's a way, there's a possibility. There's a chance. If yeah. I don't have surgery, I can I can help this team down the road. And he took that that opportunity. He did. And he and he played. Mm-hmm. And I again and we asked him, did that did that set you back? In other words, he goes, No, because we took MRIs before and after, there wasn't a significant change, you know. He's claiming that the the lateral compartment in his knee, the cartilage, that, that it's there's deterioration in there. And if there is, then I don't know that you can reverse that. Um but he said that, you know, five doctors had recommended that um he had reconstructive surgery when he did it, but instead, and I'm sorry, I know I don't, there are treatments that are not done in this country, 
And I'm sure some of them become successful and, and are revolutionary. Who knows? But when I heard, you know, stem cells cultivated from the umbilical cords donated from mothers with cesarean sections in Antigua, that's out there, dude. Like, I mean, it'd be great if, you know, you were going to be the guy that they're going to call it the Jensen, um, like they call, you know, Tommy John, Tommy John surgery. Dr. Frank Job created this ability to save all these elbows, but um, no one, no one's ever done what he did and come back. And now no one has still ever done what he did and come back. Um, but, and again, you know, the messaging was screwed up. Tristan Wirfs, we've known for a while. He kind of made an announcement to us about a week or two ago. And we knew how this much, how much this means to him and what this game means to him. You know, it's obviously heartbreaking, and it is because he was, he got up there very bravely after the game on the podium, talked about it, and said that uh, you could hear the emotion in his voice. I mean, this is not playing football since you're eight or 10 years old. I mean, this is a guy from Colorado Pueblo. I mean, think about that. Wasn't a starter with the Ravens. It's a good signing by Jason Light, brings him in, starts, starts on a Super Bowl, becomes the, the most, you know, Closest guy, literally, to Tom Brady um, through his three years here. And, and you know, was a past-the-echo-of-the-whistle type type dude. Like, he set the tone for that offensive line when they went to the Super Bowl. He was the he was the nasty, had that little nasty edge to him, and they all kind of followed suit. But, um, man, you just he, – he's such a popular teammate. And, and the good news is he'll stay around um, – but I fear his court. His he wouldn't say this, but I fear his career is over, and and that's a shame. But that again, that's the game, man. Something freaky like that in a, in a practice that didn't matter, that was really kind of non-contact, and there you go. They never got him back. But uh, so now it's Robert Hainsey, and uh, Nick Leverett will back him up. Hainsey, of course, started every game in the regular season last year, and then he got submarine by Jensen in the playoffs. So we'll never know if he could have played better than Jensen. But now we're going to know because it's going to be his baby the rest of the year. As far as the game goes, you know, I saw some real positive things, not from the defense on the first drive where, you know, 96-year-old Josh Johnson, who I know personally and love, on about his 14th team goes, you know, four for four, 80 yards, and throws a touchdown in his first possession. That was not good. Against the the number one defense minus Antoine Winfield Jr., and there was – I think a mix-up in communication in the, in the back end of the secondary there, which could have been the safety position. But overall, I think they have a chance. And what I mean by they, I mean the offense and Dave Canales with Baker Mayfield. I think that this is something, you know, just watching sort of like Rashad White run the ball, and he averaged over five yards a carry, um, got nine yards on a first down. I don't think I've seen that in about four years. But, uh, yeah, you know what? They they create a lot of stress on the defense, man. And the offensive line, I thought, protected Baker pretty well. First time those those five guys have been together. They did a nice job. And, and Baker, for his two series, it went three and out. Then he comes down, drives him in, throws a touchdown pass to Godwin, really good strike. And then he's done for the night, done for the preseason. And all he did was complete all six of his passes on Saturday for 43 yards, including the 11-yard touchdown. But 
You know, how about for the preseason? He missed one throw. He only attempted 15, but he was 14 of 15, 105 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. That tells me, regardless of who they are playing against, that, that tells me this offense has a chance. It does, and, and you know, I think there's a lot of pieces there. I, I still question whether the offensive line is good enough. Sure, absolutely. And and is Rashad White truly an RB1? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good game against Seattle last year over in Germany. Yep, only one. Dipped a little bit after that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is he good enough to, to be that? And then yeah. do they have enough weapons – beyond Godwin and Evans in the passing game. Trey Palmer you know has looked good. He really has been special. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. I actually like their receivers. Now, mm-hmm. to your point, they're not the experienced guys that Evans and Godwin are, um, and, and so there's still a projection. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Devin Tompkins played a little bit last year. Mm-hmm. There's some things he can do. He plays a lot taller than his 5'8 would indicate. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, I think Trey Palmer has been special. Um, I mean they're they're deep they're deep at that position, but inexperienced behind. Well, I I like those receivers, but let's see them against you know cornerback one, cornerback two in the regular season. No, no question, no and, question. And you know what development does Kate Otten and Coquife have? Right at the tight. I mean, you know, there's two exp- there's two proven weapons on this offense. That's it. Yeah, Evans Godwin. Yeah, you, know, you don't you don't I mean, know the rest of them. You're White's just, not. Otten's not. I mean, I like them, and and their the potential is there. They might be that. I'm, I'm not saying yeah. they can't be. Yeah, I'm just saying with an inexperienced offensive line and two solidified weapons on offense is not. I'm not ready to sit there and say this is going to be a great offense. Now, if if everything breaks right, if 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 Rashad White can become that RB one, mm-hmm. if Trey Palmer is is really a good. Wide receiver three, maybe Raheem Jarrett is four. Maybe Absolutely, he's good too. You know, you know, is Kate Otten take that next step this year? And he's more than yeah. capable of it. I'm, I'm yeah. you know, but it's there's a lot, a of, lot of question marks on this offense. Yeah, there are. Now it's looked probably better than I anticipated in the preseason, so that's a good thing, right? Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, you didn't expect Trey Palmer to do what he's done. Um, mm. You know, the offensive line. You know, did pretty well in the running game for the most part in this preseason. Now, and granted, they pass you know, protected you, pretty well, I thought. Mm-hmm. The yeah. number one group did anyway. Yeah. I just here's what I thought. I thought Baker Mayfield. I think this is this offense fits him like a glove. I think it's everything he wants to do and can do. You know, um, he's smart enough to get him in and out of bad plays, but every play sort of looks the same, sounds the same coming off the ball. Um, you know, and then. And then you do everything out of it, you know, the the bootlegs, the waggles, the play action, all of that. But it gets the offensive line coming off the ball on every play and and moving people. And protection will help Baker. This the scheme itself will keep people off of him. But just watching him deliver the ball, I mean, the two touchdowns he had were precision throws. They were great catches, but they were really nice throws. And there's a calm to him. Like you can tell that this is he knows this is a good fit. Like he knows he's going to be put in the right situation. So I don't know. I was just kind of looking at it 
and again, the false picture not in very long, all of that. And I just thought, you know what? They they may act, if Dave Canales is becomes, you know, next year's darling on the uh, mm-hmm. head coaching tour, then you will we'll all know because he's such a big figure in this. But I think he knows what he's doing. Like I I think it's so different than what we've seen with the Bucks and Tom Brady and the in you know statue in the pocket and all that. But you know what? There's more than one way to skin a cat, and I think. I think he's really onto something with with this bunch, and I think it fits. It fits Baker. It fits some of those offensive linemen who are very athletic. Um, they may be a handful, man. <laughs> like for the first time, I was like, okay. The other day, Sports Illustrated did their projections of wins losses, and they had the Bucks at four wins and thirteen losses. And I thought, man, I don't. I don't know that. I don't see them being that bad. I mean, I could paint a picture where they would be, but I don't see it being like that, going that way. Um, well, I, I think if the offensive line isn't adequate. The yeah, they're the key. I mean, you know, or they get enough significant injuries. Mm-hmm. And granted, that's within the NFL team, to be honest. But sure. I, I think particularly on offense with, like we said, two two proven guys, you can go, yes, I can count on them. Mm-hmm. They start getting some offensive injuries. It, you know how deep are they when when you're not even certain how good the 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 starters are outside of Evans and Godwin and right. and you know but like I said injuries that's part I mean any NFL team I mean that's one of the things with salary cap and that is no teams are that deep anymore no no you may have a position or two where you are but your your team isn't deep but Evans to your point Evans is in his tenth year not his fifth or sixth and Chris Godwin's in his seventh year but he's beat up. Right, like he's taking some shots, man. So both those guys could wind up missing some time, and then you're playing mm-hmm. very young guys. I'll, I'll say one thing: the cuts have already begun a little bit um, with some releases and things. But Cade Warner, Kurt Warner's son, was released, the wide receiver from Kansas State. You may bring him back on the practice squad. We'll see. Um, so they're kind of they're kind of forming this team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's going to be what was the number I came up? There's going to be 15 to 17 players on this team that are either draft picks or undrafted rookies or like a, a free agent, you know, for a first year free agent, something like that. Like there's going to be a lot of young, young football players. And it's not just they're on the roster. We had to get younger. It's like, no, man, these dudes have to play and they got to play right away. And so they've gotten faster, they've gotten younger. This was the intent. But I really like I like what they've done. Like their players are good. Like the guys they have found off the street, some of the free agents and whatnot, they're actually pretty good. Now, what wasn't encouraging is watching Josh Johnson, as I mentioned, complete four go eighty yards and a touchdown on the first dang drive. But there was no Antoine Winfield Jr. And it's a little bit concerning if I were a Bucks fan, is like Wait a minute. We haven't seen this guy play a game. He missed all three preseason games, held out of a couple of them. And now we still don't know exactly what's going on. He had a sleeve on his leg. Um, coach is like, yeah, I hope by the end of the week or the beginning of next we'll have better. Yee, that's not good. Because when, when he was out, I think that first touchdown, I'm pretty sure it was there was a coverage bust. Well, Bowles said there was anyway. Um, and... You know, you got 
Ryan Neal and Dee Delaney back there. And one of those guys rarely plays safety, and that's Delaney. So not unusual you might have a bust somewhere along the line in the preseason game. But, yeah, I mean, defensively, they gave it up pretty quick, and they can't do that. I mean, they're going to have to. But then mm-hmm. afterwards, they shut them down. I mean, they didn't allow they didn't allow a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Well, it, def- I think defense is this similar to offense. Mm-hmm. And and look, a lot of it's because, like you said, there's going to be 15 to 17 New rookies players. on rookies, this team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so we just don't know what they're going to be. But like on the defense, I like their starters. Yeah. Like yeah. put their starting 11 out there. They got talent. It's it's yeah. tall the defense. But tell me who the backups are at each position. Yeah, it's that's tough. And because... you start now. Like you said, if they're rookies and young guys, they may they may be fantastic this year. We mm-hmm. just don't know. We don't. And Bowles, Bowles said that he goes, look, I, he goes, you know, we wanted to, the reason we didn't play the veterans is, yeah, you're worried about injury and stuff. He goes, but really, we wanted to see what our rookies could do, mm-hmm. but not just to evaluate them, to give them experience because they're going to have to play them. Yes. You have to play these guys. Like, you know, if you've never been in an NFL game, it's like, no, we were playing them because they're our guys. And so that gives you a little different perspective than than what it was. But it's such an old team a year ago and they wore out and mm-hmm. they couldn't practice and you know, all this stuff. I mean, we knew what was coming. And so now you got this, you know, sort of influx in youth and stuff. Well, um, and let's not forget, they had to get younger. Absolutely. Because one, they were a really old team. Mm-hmm. And but, over the cap. By but a lot. two is they're taking what, about thirty five million dollars of dead cap money this Brady. year? Yeah. I mean Tom Brady. They're paying the bill for the last three years. Yep. So they had to get younger. Now, yeah. it looks like they found a lot of good young guys. But, you know, playing in the preseason and, and, different. and yeah. in scrimmages with the Jets and in practices is different than regular season games. And so we'll see how they develop. And, there's, you know, and those young guys are going to make mistakes. Can they not oh, make yeah. the critical mistakes to where they can learn and grow and not cost games? And that's, you know, yeah. as they have to play – that's going to determine how good this Bucks team is. It, yeah, how quickly those young guys can get up to speed. You're mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And some of them may be playmakers. Like some of them may actually, you know, be the reason why they're winning. Um, that's the hope anyway. And um, I've, I've seen nothing but, you know, some, some big-time plays by some of these young guys that, that don't seem to be afraid of anything. It does. It's not like the old days. You know, these guys play in college stadiums that hold 105,000. You're not going to intimidate them simply because they're in the NFL. Um, so that that part's encouraging. Uh, I, don't, I mean, it was, you know, preseason is just that. Like, basically, you talk to Bowles, and he's like, you can't risk. It's going to be so vanilla anyway. You know, you can't risk putting Devin White and Levante Day and guys like that out there to do what? You know, you're not going to blitz them. You're not going to play cover two. They're going to play you know, quarters, like what, what is it that you're going to do? Cause you're going to be so vanilla that you want to subject them to, you know, possible injury and stuff. So I get it. Um, but that's it. That's a wrap. Like we're there three games and they're done. And so you got the event we had on Sunday at top golf. These guys are off until I think Wednesday, they'll practice a couple of three days and they'll be off again for an extended league weekend as they, they begin preparation for the Minnesota Vikings. So it's here. It's here, and we had a chance also to uh, hang out with Baker Mayfield at Top Golf on Sunday. He had his uh, Baker and Emily 
Mayfield uh, Foundation event out there. Uh, and a good number of players showed up, probably a dozen or more. Uh, I can say this, none of them can swing the golf club that I saw. Like, none of them. <laughs> not one. It's really fun to watch the big guy swing it. You know? Because if you're a big guy, <laughs> I mean, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to pound this thing. But, as you know, Steve, that's not, swing hard is not the way the, the, not the, way the golf works, right? It does Sometimes, not. <laughs> the harder you swing, the worse it, it is. And, uh, but I'm, I used to be fearful. I was like, you know what? I'd hate to be on a golf course with some of these players. I found about 12 players I could be on the golf course with, and I don't play. But I'm happy to go on there with them at this point. But it was fun. It was a great event. Um, what a nice wife that Baker Mayfield has. I mean, you've seen her in the commercials, but she's, you know, so supportive. And, and uh, you know, they were, she was just like, they genuinely want to help people with this foundation and try to, you know, help increase uh, the literacy rates among young kids starting in elementary school and whatnot. Uh, but she, you know, I mean, she said it's, you know, it's kind of, I'm paraphrasing, but it kind of sucked the last year you're going to, especially like in January, you find out you're going to LA. So they are so rooting so hard for this to work out for them because I think they love Tampa. I think that they've been uh, welcomed here so well uh, by everybody and the feeling is genuine. Like they like the organization. She told, she said to us that this is like, I should say happiest, something to the effect of this is, Oh, this is the most fired up I've ever seen Baker. Think about that statement, right? This guy's a firecracker all the time. And she goes, this is the most fired up I've ever seen him about, about any situation as, as he is right now. So that's cool, you know. That's very cool. Starting quarterbacks ready to get it done, and they threw a lot of a lot of flowers at the organization and the community at large, and how they've been supported, and you know, just hoping they don't have to go anywhere, man. I mean, they've been through they've been through a lot, you know, four teams since July a year ago. So, um, but I thought, you know, and, and Baker's sort of like, look, all I want to do is win, and if you win, you get to stay. And that's going to be the key. Like, can we win enough games? And that's why I'm here is is, is to win. So we'll see. That's behind them. Uh, they're going to practice this week later. They're going to give them a couple more days off. Probably have two or three practices. I've got the schedule somewhere, but I'm not going to read it to you. Then they'll take the time off again next week and maybe come in on Monday, off Tuesday, and it'll be a regular week heading into the September 10th game right around the corner, man, at Minnesota. It's going to be a tough one. Tough one to win. Schedule's brutal. First four weeks, you know, at Minnesota, home against Chicago, home on a Monday night against the Philadelphia Eagles, the NFC champions who are just better. Um, And then you've got to go on the road to the New Orleans Saints, which, man, if you go two and two, my hat's off to you because that's a gauntlet right there. But you never know what other teams might be dealing with when when you finally get there. All right, before we get to uh, Bean Brawl that was going down between the uh, Bronx Bombers and the Tampa Bay Rays. Is it really a Bean Brawl when only one team's doing the throwing at the batters, though? <laughs> well, you're right, true. You're, yeah, what would you call it, I guess? Uh, target <laughs> practice? I don't know. Uh, rib shots? Boom I don't know. It's something like that. But we'll, we're going to get into it thick here, and I'm, I'm almost ready to blame somebody. Um, but... Certainly the Yankees are to blame for for most of the, well, for all the 12-hit batters. 
Okay, so here's the thing. You already know it's hurricane season in Florida, and how do you know it? Well, there's one headed this way. <laughs> uh, hopefully it'll be a tropical storm and miss us, but we don't know. Here's the good news. You can keep the power on, yeah, without breaking the bank. And that's what, you know, that's with solar battery backup power. Now, there's no fuel costs to run it, no loud generator noise, no uh, annual maintenance costs. And May Electric Solar, our sponsors, offers a 15-year warranty on their solar battery backup. Plus, solar battery backup saves you hundreds of dollars each and every month. If you lose power on a generator, that can cost you over $2,000 a week just to run. Solar battery systems qualify for a 30% tax credit for new systems or for adding a battery to your existing in-phase solar system. Trust the pros in solar. To learn more about May Electric Solar Battery Backup or to get started, call 727-819-2862 or you can visit mayelectricsolar.com. Okay, so the Rays now have been plunked by the New York Yankees pitching staff 12 times this year. Coincidence? That's to the Rays four times, plunking them. I thought it was two, but it might be four. Oh, two times. No, it is two. You're right. I don't know why I said four. I know it, it was, was four. They, the Rays got hit four times today. That's probably why. It's it's twelve to two if you're keeping score at home. But four times today alone, and twelve times on the season, and doesn't seem as if the umpires are interested in taking care of this, Steve, at all. Well, that's the problem. Is that the umps? Yandy Diaz gets hit on Friday. Still hadn't played on the forearm. Didn't play Saturday. Was hoping to play Sunday. It's still swollen, but the uh, the the, uh, the scan showed nothing's broke or anything. That's good. They anticipate or hope he'll be back in the lineup Tuesday in Miami. I'll be honest. Can I stop you there? It's surprising to me they know if, if Yandy Diaz's arms are swollen. <laughs> Aren't they permanently so, like, swollen? I mean, like, come on, they're so swollen now. Like, is there a way of finding that out? Like. <laughs> Do they have to cut the sleeves off the guy? Like, how do we know? But go ahead. I get, I got you. <laughs> and then what? Paredes gets hit in the head. That Now, that's scary, okay, for a lot of reasons, right? Because anytime you're up around the noggin and you're buzzing the tower like that, you turn the wrong way and you could catch one in the, in the face. Um, but even if you don't, like, there's concussion issues here, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Can't throw at a guy's head 98 miles an hour. So anyway, that and, that was that was scary. And then you hit a Rosarina in the ribs, and it's the yeah. third time they've hit him this year. Second and, and, by Abreu, the pitcher who did it today. Now Abreu saying in that situation, they're down two runs. He's not going to throw. He's a leadoff. Whatever. Okay, fine. That's that's if that's your story. That's that's fine. But you know, and I know that nothing galls teams more, especially the Yankees. Then Randy Arozarena with the posing and the bat flip and all. In fact, a second brawl broke out when he stole third and popped up and went into his strut, his pose. And I guess the pitcher and him were barking at each other, talking about that. So, you know. Um, well, but the thing is, is, is look, the Yankees don't like Randy Arozarena's pose. They don't like the Rays in this small market team that keeps beating the crap no, out of them. No, they don't. Of course they don't. I mean, and, and the thing is, you know, cashing those guys, as much as they want to walk out there and dance with the Yankees for for an inning, they can't get guys thrown out or miss two or three games. Look, they're two games, as we do this podcast, they're two games behind the Baltimore Orioles in the AL East. And 
there might only be a one game difference by the time we get to the end of the year separating the the team that wins it and the team that finishes second. We just don't know which game that's going to be. You can't afford to get guys thrown out and get guys hurt. Now, Cash can afford to get thrown out. <laughs> and so I say this only in the sense that maybe he needs to order the code red once in a while. Just for the Yankees, just to send a signal that, you know, you're not going to hurt our playoff chances by, you know, plunking or getting. You know, I mean, if you hit Randy Rosarena and break a bone in his wrist, you know, you've effectively all but ended their season. So, um, yeah. I, I don't. I don't like the... I don't like throwing at each other. I, I think it's, I think it's, it's awful bad. that unwritten rules of baseball. It just, oh, it's bad. It's, it's bad. But yeah. I'm almost tempted that next year, the first game against the Yankees, Aaron Judge stops up in number three hole, and you pop him in the ribs, and you and say, say this now, stops. Now we're good. Right? This stops. Now, like, yeah, now and I don't like that. I hate that. But this has been going on for years with the Yankees. It has. And so well, we're not doing anything. Well, then, then either that or you really do stink. If your pitchers yeah. don't know where the ball's going consistently. He hit him in the, he hit him in the mid rib, mm-hmm. you know, like it was in the batter's box. You can't tell me that that, oops, that one got away. I mean, if it did, then, you know, you should not be on the mound. Well, if one gets away, but it keeps happening. Right. I mean, that's the whole thing is, is you know, by the time your fourth batter's hit today. Yeah. Sorry, they should that pitcher should have been gone. Like you're gone. Yep. Then you don't have benches clear. Well, Aaron Boone will get upset, but yeah. So what? But I mean, he's, the, he's um, the umpires need to take anyway. control. They really do. You know, usually, I mean, we talk about this in hockey too. When you start seeing scrum after scrum after scrum, it's because the officials lost control earlier in the game. I agree. I agree. The officials can stop all of that. Sure, they can. Or almost. I'm not gonna. I mean, occasionally you may just have someone who's just whatever. But in any of the sports. But if the officials take control of games, then you don't have that. Then let's play. Right. Let's play baseball. Let's play hockey. Let's play whatever mm-hmm. sport it is. Yep. No, I get it. It's a waste of time, and yet it happens. And and I guess, like I said, that Cash just won't order the code red. He's just not gonna let him fire back at him and. He can't afford to. You can't afford to lose what's left of your starting no, exactly. pitching. You you can't afford to lose Randy Arozarena for a series or two days or even one mm-hmm. day. Look, this division very well could be settled and and only by a game difference between the Rays and the Orioles. It's, it's extremely well, It's two games right now. now. Yeah. So they, they've got to hope that they hang in there and, and they're still within two games when they go to Baltimore and play them. Um, and have a chance towards the end of the season to to overtake them, but yeah, man, I mean, this is this is as tight as it gets, and these games mean a lot. But man, you like <laughs> like to see Cash just go, yeah, Aaron Judge first time up right in the ribs. Um, but I don't advocate that. If okay, show of hands, mine is up. If you've ever been hit by a baseball traveling ninety five plus, I have, I have have not. I've been hit it, by once. I, that have traveled a lot slower than that, and they hurt. <laughs> yeah, they all hurt, right? Yeah, I mean, they all hurt. It's a hard ball. I mean, we used to say, you know, back in the neighborhood days, it's like, hey, man, we're going to play sandlot ball. Oh, oh yeah? Are you playing hardball? Because there was always somebody that would have one of these little mush balls, you know, mm-hmm. or a tennis ball or something like that that they would use instead. It's like, yeah, we're playing hardball like idiots. Um, but that ball is very hard, and it will take a bite out of you. I promise you it will. 
Um, so I, I just, I've had my breath taken away a few times and it, nothing, it just doesn't, you know, and then you, then you take the shirt off and it's like, you've got stitches on your skin and you're, you know, bruises coming and just, yeah, it's just, there's nothing good about getting plunked. And does it happen? Sure. And it really happens with guys that crowd the plate and you got to let them pitch inside and all that. But this was different, man. This was just different. And um, I thought they showed restraint. I mean, anyway, they got the win. That was just a third comeback win in a row, I think. A fifth series that they've won. I know well, that. no, I mean, they lost on Friday to Garrett Cole, who was dealing. Oh, that's right. They've won five straight series, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so that, that, that part's impressive. And it's always good to beat the Yankees if you're the Rays anyway. I did like what Brendan Lyle said about the game. What was that? And he had four RBI today, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically like, yeah, we're a playoff team, and every game matters, and they're not in the playoff. They're a last-place team, and these games don't matter to them. <laughs> Ouch, babe. It was. It was. Brandon, that was an Lau. Brandon Lau, by the way, way to wake up at the right time, man. Has that bat gotten hot in a hurry or what? Well, it, it needs to stay now. a little toasty right now. Yeah. Yeah, especially with Yandy out. Mm-hmm. But he got some big hits, man. Really yeah, it was hits. four RBI today, including a home run. Right. Randy Rosarina running like crazy today. Yeah, he was. He was motivated. First inning, of course, he, he stole in the first inning, and then Yankees threw two errors on the play for him to score. <laughs> That's right. Bad news, Bears. Going out out there. And yet... You know, they, they had to gut it out. They had to come from behind again. I mean, it was happening with too much frequency. But, yeah, it's stacking wins and staying alive and got a chance to win the division still. And, you know, we'll see what, we'll see what happens after that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, by the way, healing vibes to your buddy and mine, Andy Freed, um, taking a little time off from uh, the radio play-by-play duties. He's got a little bit of a back issue, I guess, is bothering bother him. Yeah, his up. back locked up apparently uh, either Thursday, late Thursday night or Friday mm. sometime. So he was off this weekend. He's not going to be on this road trip. Um, uh, he's in a lot of pain from when I was oh, texting no. with him, but, uh, is anybody with back problems? And I'm, oh, they're I'm, the worst. I'm lucky. I haven't really had those, but I know folks that have and yeah. never pleasant. So, yeah, no, they're the worst. And, you know, I, I, I hope they can fix this, whatever it is, but, um, the problem, like if you, and I've just had like spasm, like I, to my knowledge, I don't have any, you know, herniated discs or compressed vertebrae and stuff like that. But like, just to get locked up like i've i've done stuff where i moved the wrong way and literally couldn't straighten myself back up again because <laughs> it was it was so out of whack and i was so hurt and usually it's a it's a muscle pull or you know you dehydrate like you get a really bad sort of crimp in your back but when you when you can't move and you can't sit down you can't stand up you can't do anything can't t- put your shoes on like that's when it's that's when you're just out of your mind you're like how do people 
ever deal with this with real back issues. So, man, my heart goes out to them because that's just nothing fun about it. But hopefully they'll, you know, they'll they'll uh, be able to fix it and uh, and get them going again because we got the postseason come up. You can't have Andy on the IL. I mean, come on. We got enough pitchers there. We don't need our announcers. That's right. Heavens to Betsy. <laughs> Heavens to Murgatroyd. Okay, so the, uh, the Bucks will uh, be off for a couple of days. They got cuts Tuesday, 4 p.m. They have to be down to the 53-man roster, so you start to see some names. Cade Warner, Kurt Warner's son, was let go. Possible practice squad recall. Um, there will be more. <laughs> there will be many, many more, and they've begun that process already, but they have to have it down uh, to the 53 by 4 o'clock on Tuesday. There will be a lot of, lot of um, – a lot of young players make this team. Uh, the Rays are headed to uh, Miami, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to play the Marlins down there. Yeah, initially uh-huh. they weren't going to leave until Tuesday morning, the day of the game, since it's really? such a short trip. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they were going to take advantage of it. But with uh, the storm coming, they're now leaving oh, yeah. today to get out of – You know, Miami's not going to get hit as bad. So uh, They're uh, batting down <laughs> the hatches, man. I can't – I mean, we're here, right? It's hurricane season every year this time. And then, and then this thing – These eye storms need to just go away. We had yeah. Irma, we had Ian. It's, I know, right? No, Adelia or a- Adelia. Yeah, it's weird. Um, there's a chance that this one doesn't get as big, even though the water's really warm. But there's some wind shear that might settle it. But I still saw projections where, by the time if it were to go up to the Big Bend area, or mm-hmm. God forbid, above us, um, that it could be like a Cat Two if it if it made. Yeah, it right now it's, I think it's projected more of a Cat One, but could be a Cat Two and. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of depends on how once once it enters the Gulf, which it, I think it should either later tonight or tomorrow or Monday morning, as you're hearing. This. Right, right. Uh, I think we'll know bo- more by midday Monday. And the longer it stays out there, the the bigger it's going to grow. Yeah, the waters water are pretty warm, so warm in the Gulf. Yep, yeah, exactly. Now I understand there was some there's a trough there that's kind of formed weather wise that that may help it out, but we'll that's good. You know, it, it just kind of depends on how it enters the Gulf. So yeah, yeah. I'll just push it away from Tampa Bay, and hopefully all of civilization would be nice. But it's that time of year, so call your friends at May Electric, man, if you want to save money on your electric bill when it goes out uh, with battery backup power. So shameless plug there, but uh, sounds like a good idea to me. It was great over the weekend. College football is back. And week one is this week. Of course, the Gators play Thursday night at Thursday Utah. night. Yeah, that's a big one. That's going to be a huge game for them. USF's on the road this weekend at Western Kentucky. And then, of course, Sunday night, Florida State plays LSU in at uh, in Orlando at Camping World Stadium at the Camping World kickoff. So that's a huge game. This it really weekend. is for both teams because Brian Kelly's team's gotten better. But Florida State nationally ranked, I think they were number nine in one of the polls I saw. Um, and some people think, yeah, national contender, man. But you got to get past the LSU Tigers. Got to go Tigers. Yeah, I mean, this is a top ten guys. matchup in Week One. So pretty impressive, yeah. Right out of the box, right out of the shoot. Then it'll feel like college football. I'm sorry, like I, I, I like watching Notre Dame on occasion. I am, my ancestors are from Ireland. I don't like watching Notre Dame in Ireland <laughs> if they're gonna play Navy. Well, it just this, this isn't yeah. the same Navy team that you're used to a few years ago. When, no, when they no. they could compete with the big boys, they're not there right now. No, they're not. And then uh, then there was a late game. I guess USC thrashed San Jose State or somebody, but. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some yeah, good other games. There's some other, the Vanderbilt Hawaii game was a good game, and was it? Uh, it was, and there was a few other games uh, that were pretty good. So, 
Well, it's back for real now, and we'll probably talk to Matt Baker at some point this week, I would think. Uh, so you want to be on hand for that and uh, everything that's going on with the Bucks and the Rays, of course, we'll respond to. You can also send us your email questions or any questions you might have, um, mailbag questions, I guess I should say. You can reach us on Twitter at SportsDayTV. Reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. We've got a couple of your questions we will get to as the week goes on. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 